Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. So grateful that you tuned in this morning. For more information about Encounter, please email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org, bill at thehopeencounter.org. For more information about how you can support the ministry of Encounter, go to our website, thehopeencounter.org, and you can find out more information about how you can support our ministry. And I want to say thank you for doing that. I also want to let you know that we are really, really close to the launch, the fall launch of the Friday night live services starting September 22nd. Please mark that on your calendar. Uh, That'll be the first Friday that encounter resumes for live services on a Friday night, dinner at 530 service at 630 at 1301 Brandon Road. So today on the Encounter Radio Show, I want to talk to you uh, today and tomorrow about how to recover. There's a lot of things we need to recover from, but I want to talk to you today about how to recover from bitterness and unforgiveness. You know, when I lived in Colorado, the joke was that you can experience all four seasons in one day. One day I was actually playing golf on a beautiful 82-degree sunny warm day And as I made the turn to play uh, the backside, I got to hole number 10. It got dark all of a sudden. The temperature dropped from 82 degrees to 28 degrees in a matter of minutes. And and the clouds also dropped close to four inches of snow before I can get off the golf course. And by the time I got into my car and my shorts, the the golf course in that area of Colorado was completely covered in snow. You know, here's the thing about storms of life. They can pop up out of nowhere and they can take you out. And what I want to talk to you about is a type of storm that most people know nothing about. Some of you are going to hear about this violent storm for the first time. See, there are tsunamis, hurricanes, snowstorms, ice storms, hailstorms, firestorms, blizzards, tornadoes, uh, trying to hug your wife while she's in the middle of a hot flash. Never do that. I learned that the hard way. And all of them can be lethal. But has anyone ever heard of a haboob? I was in Arizona and my friend Bob Lombardi said, we need to get inside and haboob might roll in and we can't be outside when it happens. See, and haboob is a dust or sandstorm that are among nature's most violent and unpredictable storms. High winds lift dirt and sand particles into the air, unleashing a turbulent, suffocating cloud that can reduce visibility to almost nothing in a matter of seconds and cause property damage and injuries, even death. They can be towering clouds of dust and sand several miles high, consuming everything around you. The dust or sand literally could swallow up buildings, cars, and people for miles, in every direction. They're common in the Sudan desert and out west in places like Arizona or even Texas. And what came to be known as Black Sunday, one of the most devastating haboobs swept across the United States on April 14, 1935. High winds kicked up clouds of millions of tons of dirt and dust, so dense and dark that some eyewitnesses believed that the world was coming to an end. So today, I want to talk to you about the haboob of hate, bitterness, and unforgiveness on the Encounter Radio Show because what I'm talking about is a storm that is violent, turbulent, dark, unpredictable. It's a suffocating cloud. It's blinding. It causes tons of damage, and it will swallow you up and destroy everything around you. 
And before we get into the nuts and bolts of the haboob of hate, there's something else about storms worth mentioning. It's not out of the realm of possibilities that different storms can collide and cause exponential damage. For example, when two hurricanes collide, the phenomenon is called the Fujiwara effect. If two hurricanes pass within 900 miles of each other, they can start to orbit. And if two storms get within 190 miles of each other, they'll collide or merge. And this can turn two smaller storms into one giant storm. The haboob of hate, bitterness, and unforgiveness is exactly just that. Put together a batch of old, unreconciled, and unhealed hurts and let them collide with new storms. And before you realize it, your life will be orbited out of control, full of hate and disdain for anyone who crosses your path. See, when you combine the storm of hate, dishonesty, and no moral code that now defines our society, then every situation presented to you is done from the Barabbas versus Jesus lens of intentional editing. Listen, forgiven people forgive people. Saved people help save people. Rescued people help rescue people. People filled with grace race to offer grace to their offenders. But people consumed with hate race to hurt their offenders. Hurt people hurt people. Bitter people poison people. Bitterness and unforgiveness is toxic and deadly. Millions and millions of people have died bitter and unforgiven. And if you count every virus or plague that has ever existed from the beginning of time, it doesn't even come close to the people who have died from bitterness and unforgiveness and ultimately not have their sins forgiven. Why? Because they never would accept the free gift of salvation and the wiping out of their sins that Jesus offers to anyone who would receive and believe in his name. But here's something you should think about. The only thing that will matter 100 years from now is who's in heaven and who's not. And as someone who's been deeply touched by the love, grace, and power of God, I don't really get upset at what people say or do. I get upset when people die and don't have Jesus in their heart. You see, I want to live a radical life for Jesus. I want to radically obey him in every area of my life. I want to radically pray to him for every area of my life. I want to radically pursue him and run into his presence every chance I get. And I want to radically forgive the people who hurt me, betray me, abuse me, abandon me, talk about me, conspire against me, and literally hate me. I want to tell the world about his grace. I want people to be transformed, healed, forgiven, and set free by his grace. And I want to be a radical, out-of-the-box disciple and follower of Jesus that never hesitates to go when I get my marching orders from King Jesus. See, our Father rules and reigns in heaven, did the unthinkable when he came to the issue of forgiveness. He broke all the rules of common sense and reasoning when he thought up the idea of forgiveness. He broke all the rules of humanity. He broke all the rules of the combined wisdom and knowledge of every person in the world when he came up with the idea of forgiveness. He destroyed the wisdom of the wise with this idea of forgiveness. He frustrated the intelligence of the intelligent with his idea of forgiveness. And no one in the history of existence could have ever come up with the greatest idea ever, and that was God's idea of forgiveness. You see, the legalist can't accept it. The sentimentalist or grace person abuses it. The progressive will ignore it. The bitter despise it. The hurt and wounded keep their distance from it. And for most safe people, it's a great idea until they have to do it. The greatest idea ever thought of was that our Father in Heaven would forgive anyone of all their sins, 
no matter what the sin, what the depth or depravity of that sin would be, no matter how vile, how vicious, how evil, and how wrong on so many levels, those sins would be completely forgiven. That he would forgive anyone of all of them if they first repent and then accept the one he sent, Jesus Christ. That has always been the central number one gospel message that is to be preached over and over and over again. Repent and accept the one he sent, Jesus Christ. And the majority of people who call themselves Christ followers love the scriptures and even the idea until they have to do it themselves and be the one offering grace because it makes no sense to do it from a human reasoning standpoint. But we forget that extending forgiveness is a command, not a suggestion. We forget that it can lock us up again in our sins and separate us from our Father in heaven again. We forget that it can shut, that we can get shut out in our prayers, shut out from the peace of God, shut out of his blessings, shut out of his favor, shut out of joy, shut out of having mountains removed in our lives, and shut back in a prison of unforgiveness and bitterness. And it's funny to see people try and justify, try and justify not forgiving, not hating, not loving. Do you see what they're doing, Lord? You have no idea what they've done. Trust me, God has an idea of what they've done. And God, I, I mean, situations like this, I got to believe that God must, he must chuckle every now and then. But be careful when you make ill-advised statements to God like that. You just might get an answer like, was it worse than all the sins in your life that sent Jesus to the cross? See, you put my son on a cross. He died for your sin, your shame. He died to save you from hell, from your sins. And if it was just your sins and just your sins alone, that was enough to get Jesus punished, whipped, beaten, spit on, humiliated, crucified, and buried. He took up your infirmities. He took up your sorrow. He was pierced for your transgressions. He was crushed for your iniquities. He was punished so you can have peace, so you can have eternal life, so you can have the Son, so you can go to heaven, so you can be blessed. You alone were responsible for the death of my son. But if it was just you and you alone, I would have sent my son to the cross all over again because that's how much I really love you. And anyone who's ever played the I'm not that bad card has never really had a real salvation experience where their sins have been forgiven. I know people have been in church their entire lives who have never had a real radical salvation experience where they know that they know that their sins have been forgiven because they don't equate repentance with accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And therefore, they don't know how much that they've been forgiven. You see, every day is Easter for me. He is risen, therefore I'm forgiven. I'm the one who's been forgiven. How about you? If you've accepted Jesus Christ, that's one of your identity statements. I am forgiven. That's the day that all my sins were forgiven. That's who I am. My salvation experience was an encounter with the king and the king set me free and lavished his love on me and forgave me and set me free. But I got the bundled package. My sins that were too many to count or rehash over were completely wiped out. It was such a powerful encounter. I didn't even waste any time extending that same forgiveness to myself. Since Jesus declared me not guilty, clean, free, and forgiven. You see, sometimes the hardest person you could ever forgive is yourself. And if Jesus has forgiven you, you can forgive yourself. 
and stop believing the lie that you need to hold what you've done against you when Jesus doesn't hold it against you anymore when you accept him as your Lord and Savior. I also got the love deal in the bundle, in the bundle too. God revealed his love to me through my wife and gave me his love to share with her, with him, with myself, and anyone I encounter. Now I can see people with the eyes of Jesus and love them with his heart. His love gives me the supernatural ability to look beyond their sin and see their need. See, I got the grace deal in the bundle as well. I was overwhelmed by his grace and mercy. I also got the power deal when God gave me his Holy Spirit and then baptized me in his loving gifts. Oh, did I tell you I got power and gifts? Absolutely. I didn't sign up for the Just Come and See promo. I didn't sign up for the Just Come and See and Follow Me promo. I signed up for the complete bundle of Come and See, Follow Me, and Go and Tell from day one. Because even with free stuff, there's always instructions and and conditions. And my instructions were to give it all away. Love and forgive others. Just like Jesus loves and forgives me. And there's no love whatsoever without forgiveness taking place first. And for all the people who claim they're Christ followers and, and disciples, where are you when hate ruins the day? Because I got to tell you, we don't see enough radical demonstrations of forgiveness and pure love for our fellow man these days. Everyone's taking sides and hunkering down. But Jesus is handing out basins full of water. And he's looking for some foot washers to wash the feet of people who have and will betray you just like he did on the Last Supper. And he set an example before us. What I've done for you, now you should do. Friends, that's the, that's the command from God. We're to be foot washers, grace givers, grace extenders. And I want to thank you for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser.